Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom, formerly called Locker Room, is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will let you guys know when I host one of those. They're a lot of fun. And also, it is changing the way how we talk about sports, so you might want to give the app a shot. So anyway, let's talk about the expansion draft a little bit for the Seattle Kraken that's fast approaching. So obviously, we know the rules, we know the regulations, but what is one player that the New Jersey Devils might protect, and it might surprise some of you? And overall, I did some more research, and if we do protect this player, could it help with our finance? So obviously, I am talking about P.K. Subban, his long contract, and overall the overall cap floor for the New Jersey Devils. Will we be in trouble? Will we be in the red? Can this uh, totally deflate what I was talking about in terms of silly season discussion? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 1.11 p.m. Eastern Time, June 25th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, it's official, the Montreal Canadiens. Yes, the Montreal Canadiens are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. And obviously, the two biggest words in any sports, Game 7, is tonight at the time of this recording between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. So obviously, guys, I had picked the Islanders to possibly uh, win the entire thing after they acquired Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri. But, you know, then they limped across the finish line. They finished last in terms of playoff seating in the Mass Mutual East Division. So I was a little on the fence about that. But overall, I was, uh, you know, very supportive of the New York Islanders. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm a hypocrite, I know, because I wanted them to lose for the sake of our draft pick because I did want it to go as high as it potentially could have gone because obviously, you know, had they lost in the earlier series, that draft pick would have gone relatively higher. So, you know, there was that. But, you know, I'm still happy for Lula Morello. I'm still happy for all the former New Jersey Devils players. So at the end of the day, I guess it really doesn't matter where that draft pick goes because, you know, anywhere from 29 to 31st, whatever the case might be, I really don't care at this point. So I guess go New York Devils, whatever the case might be, or uh, are they called the New Jersey Islanders because so many former uh, Devils personnel on that roster. So anyway, according to Corey Masisak of The Athletic, I really hope that I said his last name correctly. If I butchered it, then I apologize in advance. So he said, if the Tampa Bay Lightning wins, then the New Jersey Devils will pick at number 29 and 61. However, in reality, it would be uh, 28 and 60 because of the Arizona Coyotes forfeiture in the 2021 draft. And then obviously if the Islanders win, then the Devils will either get the 31st or the 32nd pick. And then moving down a little bit, they'll either get the 63rd or the 64th pick uh, pending the outcome of the Stanley Cup final. So obviously, you know, we need to see what happens. And like I told you guys, I record my episodes early in the afternoon. So obviously this is before game seven so I don't know what's going to happen but anything can happen at any given moment so anyway let's do a little bit of a recap so if you hadn't checked out the last episode I basically talked about Matthew Kachuk and how he wants out of Calgary and how he potentially could come to the New Jersey Devils I think uh, his style of play is similar to alternate captain for the Montreal
Montreal Canadiens' Brendan Gallagher. So if you need some reference as to what uh, Kachuk could potentially do for any organization that he plays for, I would look at that kind of player because Matthew Kachuk, he's a fiery player who can be a threat in the low slot. He's 23 years of age. He'll turn 24 this December. So obviously, he's still relatively young. And obviously, I think the New Jersey Devils would be, you know, uh, stupid to not try to pursue Kachuk. Doesn't mean we'll get him. But at the same time, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I'm on the phone with the Calgary Flames because let's look at this. Matthew Kachuk is a one-off all-star. He has a lot of potential. He could be like Brendan Gallagher. He overall is a captain for the uh, Calgary Flames organization. And also, he has family ties because Tom Fitzgerald is his second cousin. So I'm just saying, Tom... Like, look, look, Calgary also has some financial issues because with the qualifying offer of Kachuk's respective contract, I don't think it will put the Flames in an ideal position. So you know that they'll probably do this as a salary dump kind of thing. So obviously, I, from looking at it from this perspective, I'm just like, okay, so he potentially could come cheap. He's a one-off all-star, so you know he has potential. He could be like Brendan Gallagher. And at the end of the day, I think he would be a great fit for our organization. So I, I honestly think that this is the kind of move that we need to make. And then obviously, in the episode before that, I talked about how Morgan Riley a defenseman and alternate captain for the Toronto Maple Leafs could potentially come to the New Jersey Devils. You guys seem to be loving silly season discussion and rumors, even if uh, if the rumors aren't, you know, like in full swing, if they don't come into fruition, whatever the case might be, you guys still love the overall discussion and, you know, just the hypothetical scenario and situations because, you know, it makes it for a fun offseason. So anyway, obviously we have a lot to discuss in terms of expansion draft drama as well because, you know, there's going to be a lot of speculations surrounding the New Jersey Devils. Who are we going to protect? Who's going to not be protected? Uh, who are the Seattle Kraken going to take? Are they going to be as good as uh, the Vegas Golden Knights? Because the Vegas Golden Knights are, what, only three or four years old, and yet they constantly are threats to go deep into the playoffs. In fact, they were just... Uh, upset by the Montreal Canadiens because I think everyone had Vegas winning that series. But at the end of the day, they still went to the Final Four of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, you know, when we're looking at it from that perspective, it's just like how good are the Seattle Kraken going to be? Is it sort of going to be like a Vegas situation where they go to the Stanley Cup Finals in their inaugural season? So it's very interesting to see. A lot of you guys don't like the expansion draft because you think it's just, you know, ultimately it gives uh, teams like the Kraken or the Golden Knights to put a dream team together, whatever case might be. But I personally like it, and I think it's entertaining, and I think it's good for the sport of hockey because, you know, it constantly gets us uh, talking about just trying to compete with those respective teams. But obviously, we need to see what the Kraken can potentially do. But at the end of the day, we can still talk about some silly season discussion for our own organization and overall what could potentially happen when the expansion draft occurs in, what, like 25 or so days. So ultimately, you know, obviously we have some players to protect. So obviously I think we're going to protect Nico Heizer, yes for Brat, Miles Wood, Igor Sharangovich, Pavel Zaka, uh, that's a little iffy, but, you know... I, I, you know what? I, I think they'll protect Pavel Zaka because I don't think they want to give him up for essentially nothing. Like I told you guys, I love Pavel Zaka and I, I love what he brought to the organization this season. Obviously, he led the team in points. He uh, was tied for goals. He also helped out a lot in power play in terms of points and also goals in that respective category as well. But like I said, I don't want to give up Pavel Zaka for essentially nothing. You know, hopefully a good trade opportunity presents itself. But anyway, going back to what I was saying. So obviously, I just listed some players that the New Jersey Devils 
Bills could potentially protect in this year's expansion draft uh, from the Seattle Kraken. And obviously, we don't have to worry about players like Jack Hughes because technically speaking, Jack Hughes is still a second-year player. Yes, I know he completed his second year, but he still hasn't played in his first official third-year game. So he is exempt from the expansion draft. So you don't have to worry about uh, Jack Hughes. You don't have to say, wait, Trey, you forgot to list Jack Hughes. You don't think he'll be protected? Well, the thing is, they don't have to protect him because he's exempt from it. And then obviously, uh, they will protect Mackenzie Blackwood in terms of goalies. So obviously speaking, it raises the question, what is one player that the New Jersey Devils might be on the fence about? And I've been seeing reports that, you know, people like myself wanted P.K. Subban exposed in the expansion draft because it would free us of his contract. And overall, it could give us some wiggle room to work with in terms of just having more available finance, having more available stuff to work out in terms of trading, signing, whatever the case might be. However, I did some more research and I found out that's not entirely true. And yes, uh, I know P.K. Subban's contract. Like like I said, guys, I want to give P.K. Subban the benefit of the doubt. Yes, uh, he did actually play really well uh, this past season. However, it's not worth what we're paying him, if that makes sense. I've said this many, many, many times on his show. So I'm not a P.K. Subban hater. I'm just saying just with his contract situation, uh, just overall what we're paying him. Obviously, you know, he signed that contract years ago uh, when he was still with the Montreal Canadiens and, you know, it bled over into his Nashville Predators days. And then obviously the Nashville Predators decided to do a salary dump of his contract. That's why we essentially got him for essentially nothing. So at the end of the day, you know, P.K. Subban, it was just like a, a they, they were looking at it as like a uh, low risk, high reward kind of thing because, you know, we gave up a couple prospects. We gave up, uh, you know, a few graphics I, that didn't really mean anything and then obviously we get P.K. Subban a former Norris Trophy winner but then we were humbled really quickly when he um, didn't have a good uh, rookie season with the New Jersey Devils I, I know I know I, I should have said first year not rookie season but you you know what I mean like former Norris Trophy winner obviously with P.K. Subban's track history you think the New Jersey Devils would be glad to have him a uh, part of the organization and you know what I'm glad that P.K. Subban is uh, with the New Jersey Devils organization obviously speaking could he be a part of our future? I'm not really entirely sure. I personally don't think so. I think the New Jersey Devils are willing to let him walk and so we can focus in a different direction in terms of just obtaining young players with a lot of potential and upside so that way we could build something towards the future. But obviously that kind of claim is subjective and I'll give you guys uh, my overall uh, opinion on what's going to happen to P.K. Subban in this year's expansion draft. But first, I have to give you guys the first and only live read this morning. And it comes from Bilt Bar because I need some energy because it's Friday and I just need to cross that finish line. So did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors and plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite favorite flavor is birthday cake one and my birthday is in a few weeks hint hint so if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are built bars the best tasting protein bars ever they're super healthy as well most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein only 130 calories only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs a couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein just 180 calories just five grams of sugar five grams of net carbs nine amazing flavors all tasty all healthy so order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like so the offer is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKS15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
So you're probably wondering what direction was I trying to take that in in terms of what could happen to P.K. Subban in terms of uh, which players will be protected by the New Jersey Devils. So let me just give you guys a refresher. So obviously this was updated uh, June 2021, so it is uh, up to date. So uh, the Seattle Kraken, they must select one player from each uh, existing club except the Vegas Golden Knights, so they are exempt from that. And they must have 14 forwards, 9 defensemen, and 3 goaltenders. So uh, each of the existing clubs, they have two options for protecting players. They can protect 7 forwards, 3 defensemen, and a goaltender, or they can protect 8 skaters, forwards, slash defensemen, and a goaltender. So those are the two options for like a team like the New Jersey Devils. So I think they're going to go with the first option. Quite honestly, if I was GM, that's the option I would go with. I don't know what the New Jersey Devils are going to do, but you know, that's the one we're going to base it off of. So obviously, you know, we got to protect seven forwards. We got to protect three defensemen and we got to protect a goaltender. Obviously the goaltender will be Mackenzie Blackwood. And then when we're looking at uh, the seven forwards that the New Jersey Devils will protect, you know, I listed Heizer, I listed Brat, I listed Wood, Sharon Gold, Zaka, you know, obviously those are candidates among the fours. Uh, Jack Hughes, I, I think he he will be exempt from that just because uh, he hasn't played a third year in the NHL yet. So uh, first and second year players are exempt from the rules. So I don't think uh, the New Jersey Devils need to waste, uh, you know, their protection for that if Jack Hughes, uh, you know, uh, by the rules cannot be selected. So obviously, you know, there's some questions as to who the Devils might protect on the defensive side of things because our defense is atrocious. It sucks. So, you know, I'm hearing reports that Siegenthaler and Severson, I think they are the early favorites to be protected uh, by the New Jersey Devils on the defensive side of things. So obviously Severson, one of our alternate captains. And then, you know, Siegenthaler, I've said it on the show before, Lindy Ruff is really big on his production, his style of play. He believes that Siegenthaler can be, you know, just uh, one of the big pieces that the New Jersey Devils need on the defensive side of things. But obviously that's a Lindy Ruff uh, decision. That's a Lindy Ruff problem. So I'm not going to go into more on that. But obviously that leaves us with one defenseman to protect. And obviously, it'll come down to Will Butcher and P.K. Subban. So, you know, two players that I'm sure a lot of Devils fans, I'm sure they would be happy if both of them were to leave. So, you know, going back to P.K. Subban, did he play bad? No, not technically. And, you know, I said it in his exit meeting interview. So, yeah, it, it was a shame that he couldn't finish off the season due to COVID. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, he, he put up pretty decent numbers. He was on pace to do uh, way better than what he did last year had the season been a normal 82 game. So I want to be fair towards him because in 68 games played uh, during the 2019-2020 season, he put up seven goals, 11 assists for a grand total of 18 points. So obviously, you know, his passing wasn't really that good, even though it didn't show in the assist column. He had potential to be a better passer uh, for the New Jersey Devils. But, you know, I said that was something he needed to work on. And then obviously when we're looking at this season, 44 games played, he had five goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 19 points. So I was saying if Subban can just go deeper into the zone and take a shot from there, you know, as opposed to, you know, just doing a slap shot from the point where it'll get redirected, blocked, whatever the case might be, and overall just be a poor offensive uh, game for the New Jersey Devils, then they would be much better. And, you know, surprise, surprise, P.K. Subban, while it wasn't anything spectacular, he was able to improve. So obviously appeared in 44 games this season, couldn't finish off uh, the rest of the year due to COVID and the New Jersey Devils just elected to shut him out for the rest of the year. Then uh, he had five goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 19 points. And then obviously he was
was able to, you know, do better from a statistical standpoint. And then obviously when we're looking at the advanced analytics, he, you know, did help us in the power play. Like I told you guys when I uh, did that article for the hockey writers uh, a few months ago. And then obviously, uh, you know, when I was covering uh, the Devils season uh, this past year, uh, PK Subban, I said, was doing pretty well in the power play. So I said, while his other advanced analytics were down, his power play uh, advanced analytics were actually, you know, above water. So, you know, he was helping us out a little bit. And I guess on paper, you know, on the surface, people can acknowledge that he was doing better in the power play opportunity. But, you know, albeit it doesn't really take that much to do well on a poor power play team if you're the New Jersey Devils player. So, you know, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm just saying the facts. So, obviously, you know, it just raises the question, is having P.K. Subban on our team worth it? And, you know, personally, I don't think he's in any long-term future for the New Jersey Devils, if you ask me. But, you know, uh, you know, I'm hearing reports saying that there's a potential that he could be, you know, uh, re-signed by the New Jersey Devils, obviously at a much cheaper deal because, you know, he's had to deal with injury. Uh, his numbers have gone down, you know, tremendously. And then obviously, you know, just a former Norris Trophy winner. And it just seems like he's more of a burden than, uh, you know, a grace on our organization. But overall, we all know what P.K. Subban can bring. So it, it just raises the question, should the New Jersey Devils, with their final protection at the defensive uh, end, should they use that on P.K. Subban or Will Butcher? So obviously, both players were overhyped in terms of just when the New Jersey Devils were able to bring both of those respective players onto our roster. It just hasn't worked out. So obviously, Will Butcher, he just fell out of favoritism in terms of just, you know, finding a solid, uh, you know, consistent rotation amongst the New Jersey Devils uh, this season. Obviously, with all the trades, all the injuries, whatever we had to deal with towards the end of the year, that's why Will Butcher was getting more time on the ice. So ultimately, it just didn't seem to work out. And obviously, I think more people uh, will be happy to see Butcher leave. Uh, versus if he was to stay with the organization. And I think for P.K. Subban, if P.K. Subban wasn't getting paid that much theoretically, then I think the New Jersey Devils organization, including myself, will be happy to have P.K. Subban on the team. So, uh, you know, it, it seems like uh, just under Lindy Ruff's system, because I, as I told you, Lindy Ruff is big on two-way players. And obviously, uh, you know, he kind of has that defensive mindset. I think that Lindy Ruff uh, was just uh, a good ad to help someone like P.K. Subban, even though I think LaViolette would have done a way better job. But no point in ranting on that subject again. But obviously, you know, when we're talking about P.K. Subban, I think it would be similar to a Taylor Hall situation, which is like Taylor Hall plays for the Boston Bruins now. And obviously, you know, he's not getting like, you know, paid that much to play with the Bruins. And, you know, he was able to do really well. So if uh, Taylor Hall was getting paid uh, P.K. Subban's kind of money, then I think a lot of more people would be complaining about Taylor Hall than, you know, giving him grace. So I think that's a little unfair advantage for, um, you know, someone like P.K. Subban, who's just signed to a big deal. And overall, it's just like he's not putting up the same amount of numbers as he was able to do during his Canadians days or during uh, his Predators days, you know, uh, early, early part of his Predators days. Let's just, you know, be fair in that regards because I think the Predators saw that he was kind of on the uh, downward slope. So anyway, should the New Jersey Devils protect him? Because I'm going to give you guys an interesting fact that I found courtesy of Pucks and Pitchforks. If the Kraken takes Subban, the salary cap situation gets a little strange for the Devils. It would put the Devils $25 million away from the cap floor. So again, let me refer that it will not be the cap ceiling everybody that's the cap floor so the devils would have to make a few moves that don't really help their team in order to hit the floor like trading for injured players so 
obviously that puts everything into a new perspective and obviously it's just something that I'm going to have to discuss and give you guys my final verdict about. So what do I think the New Jersey Devils are going to do? So I say, you know, you've got some time to think about this, obviously. So the, uh, the season is almost over. Obviously, the Stanley Cup Finals is fast approaching. And, you know, if we get the Montreal Canadiens and the New York Islanders in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, that's going to be a very interesting series, to say the least. But anyway, uh, getting back on track. So, you know, obviously the season is almost over. you got some time to think about this. Obviously, you know, uh, we've done some silly season discussion in terms of what can happen if P.K. Subban is picked up by the Seattle Kraken, but if the New Jersey Devils have this deal in the line. So I'm just saying, like, uh, unless you have a deal in the works that can, you know, help you out in terms of just making sure you don't uh, almost hit the cap floor, then um, I, I say, you know, just just don't protect Subban because, you know, just let him go because personally... I don't think he should be a part of our long-term future because he's not going to help us, you know, in the long run because he's 32 years of age, guys. And yes, he's a solid player. You know, I will give him that, but I don't think he's the answer that we need, especially with, I don't know how much the New Jersey Devils are going to pay him. So obviously, you know, he, he turned 32 back in May. So uh, if we were to, you know, keep him around for this season, he will turn 33 and then, you know, he's just getting older, so I just don't think he really is the answer for our organization, and especially since he and Aaron Dell are, are the oldest people on our roster. So I say if the New Jersey Devils have a few deals in line to, you know, help us not hit the cap floor and overall help our roster out, you know, at the same time, then I say that P.K. Subban should not be protected in this year's NHL draft. But that's my personal opinion because, like I told you guys, I did some silly season discussions in terms of what could potentially happen if we get this player and if P.K. Subban is, you know, picked up uh, in the expansion draft because I said, like, that could potentially, you know, open a new can of worms for the New Jersey Devils, give them some more flexibility. And overall, it'll be very interesting to see. But at the end of the day, guys, I, I just don't think P.K. Subban is worth keeping around, if, if you ask me personally. So a lot of you might disagree with me in that regards, but, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that that's just my personal opinion. Obviously, something like this is subjective. I'm not saying that P.K. Subban is a bad player. I just don't think that, you know, he's worth keeping around for our organization. I think he is a very, you know, solid player. Obviously, you know, I do want to be fair with him. You know, just being with the New Jersey Devils organization, he hasn't really had a good, like, running mate. So he hasn't had anyone to, like, help him out on the defensive side of things. So obviously that could be uh, manipulated a little bit. So uh, obviously, you know, when I was talking about Ristolayan and overall his impact on the Buffalo Sabres and how I said I didn't really like him just because of what the advanced analytics was telling me in terms of what the basic stats were telling me. And I just said, you know what, I will be fair. The Sabres organization, not really the greatest, as we all know. And so maybe his stats just aren't good just because, you know, the organization that he was playing with just wasn't good. So obviously, you know, we need to have that kind of same energy for P.K. Subban and his overall impact for the New Jersey Devils. Maybe if he had a better defensive pairing partner, then maybe my opinions on him would change because obviously, you know, I named Will Butcher someone he was paired along with. Will Butcher didn't work out. Ryan Murray at the beginning of the year was his running mate. I thought that would actually be a solid tandem. I thought Ryan Murray still had some uh, stuff left in the tank. Obviously, that didn't really work because Ryan Murray was a disappointment this season. So, obviously, it just brings up the question, what should the New Jersey Devils do for P.K. Subban? So, I just say one of two things. One, you got to get P.K. Subban some help on the defensive side. You need to get defense. That's what I'm just saying. That's what I've been saying for the last, like, year or so. The New Jersey Devils, we need defense to help us out. 
and then obviously you know just looking back on it it's just like um, if you can't do that then I really hope you have some deals in line so that way you can lose PK Subban in the expansion draft but at the same time you're not in a situation you're not in a pickle so Tom Fitzgerald in this regards you have to think a few steps ahead like I told you guys in my silly season discussion I know I sound like a broken record when I say this they have to have some deals in line in order for this to work and in order for this to come into fruition so that way we're not in a situation in terms of finance and that way we're not trading for like injured players to help just you know make sure that we don't hit the cap floor but anyway uh that's my personal opinion let me know what you guys think on locked on devils i hope you guys are enjoying the stanley cup playoffs i don't know who's in the stanley cup finals quite yet because i know this episode is going up tomorrow morning so after the conclusion of the stanley cup uh conference finals we'll see what happens game seven between the lightning the reigning champions and the underdogs the new york islanders we'll see what happens but that's about all the time i have for you guys today's episode so thanks for listening continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey i will catch you guys in the next episode release the kraken who are they going to take from the new jersey devils we're ready so uh, it's going to be very interesting to see so again thanks for listening i will catch you guys in the next episode